Hello and welcome to Walks of Life, where we welcome people from around the world, all walks of life. People who have gone through a lot, have seen a lot, and are happy to share their stories and perspectives. My name is Maya Muller. Today I'm interviewing Tamina from Azerbaijan. Tamina is an actor and writer who lives in LA. She recently did a famous TED talk uh, called The Power of Surrender. Um, do you consider yourself to be a spiritual person? And if so, how does this play out onto your daily life? For sure I do. And I think it's just carrying an awareness that whatever happens to me happens for a reason and it's trying to teach me something. Every conflict, every kind of negative feeling that I carry, that it's trying to teach me something. And that's, like I think, spirituality plays a big role in my life in that. And um, seeing every kind of heartache, every pain, every, you know, like that as a calling to change something about my life. Like that's definitely how I carry it into it. And just like an awareness that um, in, in a daily life, I, I don't see anything as a coincidence. So mm. that's, that's another thing. But that suggests that you... Uh, we don't have to go too deeply into this, but it suggests from the way you say it that there is something higher, there's a higher power. Absolutely, yeah. There is definitely higher. I believe there is absolutely higher power, yeah. Yeah. So that, so would you agree that there's a structure to your spirituality in the sense that uh, at the top of the apex, if you like, is a, not necessarily a deity, but maybe it's, you know, limitless consciousness? or Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a particular strategy for dealing with setbacks? I would say uh, it is allowing myself, giving myself the time and allowing myself to feel the things that I feel. Like, it's okay. I think it used to be like, no, I have to jump straight after and like be okay. But no, it's, it's, it's allowing myself to feel bummed out. It's allowing myself to feel lonely or whatever that is. And then once those feelings are kind of out of me, it's jumping back in. But it's the main thing is to let myself feel those things. Mm. And not just, um, not just trying to be like, no, everything's fine, everything's cool, whatever, life happens. But really allow myself some time to, to think, you know, to, to let it sink in. Not let it be the end. Not let it be something that stops me for sure. What does the word lone wolf say to you? Lone wolf. I think it's just someone that's very at peace with being by him or herself. Like, I think that's just someone who travels their own path, who is content with uncertainty, and it's just doesn't rely on others to make him feel full. That's really what it is. Would you define yourself as that? You know, in a way, I've always felt like I was more of a lone wolf than my peers, for sure. I, uh, I'm not going to say that, like, I have no one in my life, like, I cut people out, but I would say that I'm very picky with And I do spend a lot of, like, people might, like, think that I'm very, like, I'm very social in the sense that I have no trouble with communicating with people. I have no trouble meeting people. But it's kind of a choice where I spend a lot of my Friday nights nights and Saturday nights in my apartment alone. Like, it's a choice, you know? It's not something like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm just going to be alone. Uh, and I do find that I, like, I'm content. Like, you know, as long as I'm content, I do it. And I don't, you know, I don't think of that as like, it's like, why am I doing this? I'm 24 years old. You should be out partying. Mm. Like, yeah. 
for sure in a way in many ways I do consider I think you said you're more or less content how do you experience contentedness most truthfully is it through the little moments in daily life is it a rare occasion or both you know I must say I'm still like working on being more content every day like it's definitely a struggle like there are days when I feel like I'm never gonna get there there are days when I feel like like you said like it's in the little moments you're absolutely right it's in the little moments of like you experience, you just catch yourself experiencing. Like, let's say I'm just with my friend and we're just sitting at a coffee shop and we laugh at a joke. And in that moment, you catch yourself thinking, like, I'm content. Like, you know, I'm just really, I don't know where I'm going to go next. I don't know where my life is going to be, but I'm content. Mm. And that's just like the little things. Or like even being in nature and seeing like, like, you know, sitting down and hearing the birds. Like that's, that those little moments bring content. But um, it's it's just it's a it's a practice of like catching yourself. You gotta catch yourself feeling mm. that it's not something that's gonna just always be there. It's a kind of a practice. It's, it really is a practice. You know, people think that they're just gonna be, wake up one day and be content. No, you gotta catch yourself. Yeah. But but something that people always ask me, like they would say, like, you know, start seeing the world half the cup half full rather than half empty. And um, I would no. be in such pain of trying to explain to them. You know, it's. It's not easy because my my automatic pilot has always been half empty. Yeah, so yeah, I wanted to ask you, so do you, like, yeah, your experience of perceiving reality as half empty versus half full, and, yeah, the story for you behind that. I absolutely, when people say that, actually, it's so funny because I've been told that a lot. Like, I grew up with, um, I've had a, I, I, I'm not going to say, like, I'm a very happy, positive person. Like, I have experienced a lot of, you know, mental disorders and um, this and that. And so for people to say that, like, that's something that definitely is, uh, I'm not going to say ignorant because they don't know in that moment. They're not saying it to be mean, but they are seeing it as like an easier thing. But I genuinely do believe, I used to not see that, but I genuinely do believe some of us are more predisposed to being happier and happier in a sense of seeing the world as cup full, like, you know, full. And then some of us are born that, like, it's just a matter of, like, the way your body is, the way your body structure, the way your brain is. Like, I genuinely do believe that the reason why people use SSRIs, and I wish I, before that I didn't think that way, but now I do. I think that you're born a certain way, and then it's just about, like, you know, like, building on that and making sure that you can be better but it's not so easy as to be like okay i'm gonna see the world as you know half full it's really not i genuinely do believe so and i've seen that like you see sometimes people that are just always so jolly and positive and optimistic and their lives aren't great you know but i can also see that they do have that sense that they were born with it like they're not always happy they're not always unhappy but they do have something that i wish i had which i don't like i was born also in a sense like a half empty type of thing and then that then i think that drove me to be like okay work on it like try to see it in a different light but generally generally speaking like yeah i'm definitely the same way as you i'm definitely the same way as you i i am predisposed more to like feeling down and depressed and um you know like going uh, going into a darker area in my mind when things aren't going my way absolutely like i'm not yeah and then that's just about like catching yourself in that moment then that's just about like then it, like i think the difference is that if you are that way and you're content with staying that way or if you find yourself being that way and you decide to do something about it that's just all that matters i think i love hearing you say that because what i remember from being around you 
was that you like I got the idea that you are you are a thoughtful human being and you are aware you know you're aware of life and living it consciously but I also got the impression that yeah it's not been natural to you and mm. to hear from someone who from the outside is doing really really well uh, and I know one must be cautious with saying that because you know it's not a it's so not about that it's about your inner experience but uh but yeah, but just to, to hear you say that, because I actually think you come across as very positive. But of course, mm-hmm. and the reason I think I can say that is because I do the same. People always say to me, oh, you're yeah. so positive. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, sure, way, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and it's, I, it's something, an anecdote I have to share with you. But I remember my um, psychiatrist saying, you know, you, you are by nature quite sad and you're always going to have that sadness. And I remember feeling so sad about it. Like I was just crying. (laughs) But um, now it's like, wow, that's been my biggest driving force because the moment that I meet a negative person or I meet someone who's in victim mode and I do not, it's not a criticism at all because I've been there, but I'd much rather fight almost 24-7 really to, to, to battle the, the disposition of half empty um, and yeah that, that's the whole goal setting as well so the next question is what are your current goals yeah, my current goals. You mean like in in, in as a, like a what goals like uh, like um inner goals like something I need to work on myself. Anything or like, you like. You know? Yeah, like the whole plate. <laughs> well, I think my goals are. I think I have a lot of being in this industry and wanting to do what I want to do, which is you know writing, acting, you know film. That to me is it's a lot of creative. I have a lot of creative energy in me. And when I am not using that creative energy, which I'm not in control of, like I can't always control what I can do in terms of like being picked for roles or having a movie made, I can't. So when that I'm not using that, my creative energy kind of turns into anger, I found that. Like I start using mm. it towards like being angry at people, being sad, being depressed. So my goal right now really is to find an outlet for that creative energy that I'm not using at the moment, that I'm not able to, because I'm not always going to be able to use it. At this point in my life, I definitely am not. So it's about finding that outlet that's going to be good balance and that's not going to make me turn into a different person. Because I am, like, it's so funny that you say that because it's the same thing that people say to me, like, you're so positive, you're so positive. I'm like, yeah, talk to my, like, mom, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Mom, she's going to tell me how positive I am. She's always the one that has to uplift me, you know? Talk to my psychiatrist. Yeah, we'll see how positive I am. So, like, it's funny that you say that because it's the same thing with me. And um, my goal, really, is to find ways to, when I'm not able to use that, when I'm not able to control the situation, and in that situation, we're not, we're not, able ever able to control anything but more or less like where i'm not at all able to control something to use that creative energy that's unused on something purposeful and that's not going to make me that's not going to turn into anger and hate which often it does so that's one another one is my goal and i that's what i really talked about in ted talk is really surrendering like that's been something that's been always on my mind i just want to always surrender and it's so hard but like that book the surrender experiment like that really shaped me because i just want to live a life and i've read an incredible book just it was by stephen hawkins he was his name he's a phd guy stephen hawkins not the stephen hawkins you know that we think but the other guy 
and um, he Richard was he, it was called Letting Go, right. uh, Letting Go, Something Surrender. It's an incredible, incredible book that I just read. And this man is a psychiatrist, right? He's like a he's like as a PhD and everything. And he he puts it the right way in his book. He's like, look, I've tried every way. I know every way of like how you deal with you know, negativity, how you deal with conflict, really the only solution in this world is surrendering. Like, that's letting go. It's just about everything, something arises, let it go, let it go. I was recently in a situation where where it was kind of like a conflict with someone, and they kept, like, wanting me to do something that I felt really strongly against. Like, it wasn't, like, a kind of thing where it was, like, my biggest value in the world, my biggest belief in the world. So it's not like I was giving up something that I was thinking. But it was just something I was, like, stubborn about. I was like, no, that's just what I believe in. That's just what I stand for. I'm not going to do it just because this person. But then at one moment, like, something clicked, and I was like, to me, you know, just surrender. Just, like, think of, at the end of the day, what that per- you know, what that person means to you and what the little belief, the stubbornness that you have about the situation is. And balance it out. And let your ego go. And just surrender to it, and then like everything became well again. And like it's 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 my really my goal is surrendering, and it's not just with that. It's with people. It's with situations. It's with conflict. It's with my career. I know for some people surrendering sounds like giving up and like doing nothing, but it's not that. <laughs> it actually takes a lot more practice to surrender than to than people think. So that's that's really my goal in that sense, yeah. And, and to just continue to do my best and surround myself with the right people and work on my creativity, work on what I want to do, and um, yeah, be and be 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 joyful as much as I can be, cultivate joy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are goals for you, but it sounds like you are also quite. Like, you know you live in a world with 7 billion people and yeah. it's going to keep growing. So how, for you, how, you know, like, I don't know if you've read the Dalai Lama's Book of Joy, but there's so many books like uh, like The Surrender Experiment, it sounds, that talk about this oh, yeah. responsibility for others. And mm-hmm. this constant thing of, like, you will have joy if you, you know, if you feel responsibility for others. So... Yeah, do you feel that, like, and to what extent? And if so, how does that play out for you? Yeah, how does that play out for you? I definitely feel like I have a responsibility for others when I see that there's something I can help with. I think in that sense, there definitely is a responsibility. And um, especially when it comes to people that I know really well. Like, I see someone hurting, I see how I can help how I can in that sense I actually do think I think we're all responsible for for some kind of for bringing in some kind of joy into a person's life you know like it's one thing if a person constantly refuses that joy and you keep bringing it in then at one point you gotta like stop Mm -hmm. but I think it is our especially with our loved ones that is there is a responsibility that comes with being around someone you know it's hard to explain but I genuinely do believe that we have to do something to to make this place a better place. Like, even if it's something little like feeding dogs on the streets or, you know, whatever that is, a little thing, a little act of kindness, I think, goes a long way. Right. So, on the other side of that spectrum, though, egocentricity, um, have you ever been accused of being egocentric? And if so, how did that make you feel? Isn't that so funny? Like, I used to be, like very much 
um, defensive about things. Like people say, you know, you're kind of selfish. Like I, I was told that I'm selfish quite a lot, to be honest. Even by my closest, friend, you know, my, my closest, not just some strangers. Strangers usually don't get to experience it. It's usually the, <laughs> the our closest one that gets to experience like our, our, you know, the most, uh, the, the true. Every every part of us, the good and the bad. Yeah. So I think I, I think totally selfish, and I think I was very defensive about it at first. But then I was kind of like, hmm, I mean, why don't you just look into it? Like, stop finding excuses for why that person is calling you selfish. Why what we can call them back and be like, yeah, they're selfish too, though. You know, like instead of that, just think about it. Let that sink in. And when I did, I did find that, yeah, I am, there is a quality to me that makes me selfish sometimes. I definitely do have that sense of it. And when I look at, and I think what made me realize that is that I also have people around me that are completely selfless. And when I say selfish, it's not like the kind of selfish, like, I don't want to help anyone, but it's like, you know, the kind of selfish that like, yeah, I want to sleep alone in my bed. Like, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's, but it's more like a sense of what, what makes me comfortable. I never want to, I ne- like, I don't have roommates for a reason. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't ever want anything to disrupt my comfort, but for a lot of people, that's like selfishness. And um, so I guess, yeah, if I put my, sometimes I put my comfort above other people's comfort, but that's something I looked at. I was like, okay, yeah, th- that is a quality within me that makes me maybe a little bit selfish, but I'm always willing to work on it. And I've gotten better. I definitely have gotten better since I was a little girl because when I was a little girl, I was extremely selfish. And um, so that's that's something that, yeah, when people tell me egocentric, and yeah, but it's funny because now when I hear people saying that to me, they're like, oh, I heard to me, it's like full of herself. I'm like, now I see it more as like I don't get defensive, but that's something that doesn't even affect me because I know that's not true. Like, there's nothing within me that thinks that that's true. Like, it's always funny because I'm so not full of myself. And, you know, and it, 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 I don't even try to defend it because that's how little it affects me. It's interesting that people, or that you that you mentioned that because I've always been accused of being very selfish. But that was, I recognize in myself that that was always because that was a survival mechanism. So it was the opposite of being full of myself, really. But to the outside world, I've also been accused of seem, coming across as self-important or being, full, you yeah. know, arrogant almost. And yes, it's, yes. it's it's almost hilarious to me because it's the selfishness or the kind of I'm in the room has always been a kind of a, a protection, survival mechanism. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Same, same for me. Same for me. Yeah. So... And this is these are my last two questions, and I think they're very powerful questions. Um, so take your time in answering them. But for you, how would you define success? Honestly, if you asked me a couple of years ago, I'd have a different answer. But right now, the place I'm in right now and how I'm thinking in my mind, right now I must say I just define success as being fulfilled, feeling fulfilled being happy, finding joy, that's really what success is. If at the end of the day, let's say you were not able to achieve the goal or whatever that is that you set out for yourself at the beginning of the journey, but you end up somewhere where you're still feeling fulfilled and you're still able to call yourself someone who's just happy and content, I think that's success. That's really success. It's not, it's not achieving your goals, it's not money, it's just being content and happy. That's really what it is. I wish you could say this in a really loud, um, you know, one of those <laughs> micro things and <laughs> talk to all these fucking potential, how do you say high potential companies that are like, you can fulfill your potential. Yeah, be successful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think people just measure success too much with money. And um, but I feel like there are people out there who have no money and they're still so happy, and that's really success. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Um, what is the impact you want to have before you die? I do want to have an impact on people. I definitely do, and that's. I think mostly I have. I want to have. Of course, if we're thinking bigger picture, I want to have an impact on as many women as I can. But I think the biggest impact I do want to have is probably where I'm from, which is in Azerbaijan. I really want to have little girls and women in general look at me and see that as much as we can deny that, you know, there's, you know, we are, you know, people in my country, especially, they, they deny, that a lot of them, not everyone obviously, but a lot of them deny that they're still like, you know, inequality. They say, well, look, Azerbaijan was the first Muslim country to grant women rights and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm like, but look at the society, look at what's still happening. And I want young women to just see what they can achieve and what they can do. You don't look at a lot of Azerbaijani women. There really aren't many Azerbaijani women. I mean, there are, but they're not as you know imprinted in history as you wish they were. That have done you know things that were outside the box. That have like left their nest. That have traveled beyond like what was expected of them. And those who have, unfortunately, like I said, they haven't been as imprinted in history. And I do want to be. Like someone, especially for the women back home, to look to look up to and to say whatever that is. I'm not saying I look up to as an actor or as a writer, but just as a woman, as an individual that has you know paved her own way, and that's important. That's the really the impact that I want to have as someone who's paved my own way. And though I and I also want to be someone who is very open about difficulties. Like I don't want to be someone who's going to just you know, lay it out there and be like, look how happy I am, look how much I achieved. Like, I want to be open about the difficulties and the struggles and let people know that that's normal and that's okay, but you can still, you can still do it, like that kind of sense and whatever that is, yeah. Wow. Tamina, thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure interviewing you. I can't wait to see other people, like other women's interviews. Like, I bet everything is so incredible. Like, it's just, I bet you should definitely, like, do a podcast. I'm telling you, my, it would be great at, like, starting a podcast. Short to tell me